Hey guys, so welcome to Room 26 podcast with me, Freddie Nawaka. Just a, you know, casual, laid back, unadulterated conversation with friends, celebrity guests, and you, of course. Hold on, <laughs> you are listening, right? All right, good. Hey, Freddie, what's going on, man? You good? I'm good, my brother. How are you feeling today, bro? I'm good, man. This this lockdown is soon over. How are you feeling about that? You know what? They say it's over, man. But I'd rather... It, just, listen, I'm, I'm cool for it to be extended as long as it needs to be, as long as we're safe. Definitely. You know what I'm <laughs> I love that. I love that. So who, who are you talking to today, man? Who's on the phone? So today, I've got a good, good friend of mine. Um, you know what? Without further ado, man. Yo, Nush! Yo, Freddy! <laughs> How you doing? 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 I'm good. It's nice to see you. I haven't seen... You know, okay, so guys, Freddie, for some reason, is the one person I end up bumping into randomly everywhere, out of anyone. It's all the time. And this is the longest I haven't bumped into you for. It's true. It's a sign. It's a sign. <laughs> we always bump into each other everywhere. You know what? It's got to the point where when I walk around, I look out for you like, where's Nush? Where's Literally, Nush? <laughs> I'm like, Freddie must be here somewhere. But no, I thought so how, you, how you doing, man? Like, like, how's, like how's lockdown? How you find lockdown, man? Live from lockdown. Um, lockdown's fine. I'm, I'm good, you know. I, I managed to escape to the south of France. So... Ooh! Why are you showing yeah. off for? Yeah, sorry guys. No, that's that's um, yeah, that's showing off. That's showing off. I I escaped to South London. You're showing off. You're showing off. You're showing hey, off. I wish I could escape <laughs> South London, but no, my my flat in Kilburn just wasn't cutting it. Um, you know, I'm I'm currently nearly eight months pregnant. So... Yeah, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get right onto. I'm listen. I'm, I'm listen. We're gonna get to all of that. How dare yeah. you get pregnant? And I'm joking. Sorry. We're get to yeah. All of that. <laughs> um. Yeah. Cut into the chase. But yeah. So so for me, you know, um, pregnancy and my mental health is really important. And just being in my little basement flat, feeling a bit unsafe in in Kilburn, wasn't the one. So I've managed to. Uh, I've, well, I've been here for two months now. Bloody hell. Um, oh, wow. Cape with uh with my partner and we're with his family in 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 France so got a lot of fresh air and it's it's nice man and I can't complain it's definitely not that city kind of you know tense energy that's going on in the cities with this whole corona thing so I'm very grateful all right so let me get right into it I got it's a mad question though that like, I've known you for a minute right Do you know what I don't where are you from like 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 what's your ethnicity like what color are you like what, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a like, good question not many people can guess can you guess I ain't got a clue. Like, you've got these, these beautiful green eyes going on. And then you've got this kind of, like, um, this complexion, which kind of, like, I, I, I don't know where you're from. Like, help me out. Because I do not have a clue. It's a tough one, yeah. I get a lot of um, different... I went. It's funny, because I went travelling um, after I left school. And I went to 14 different countries. And at least half of those countries, I got the locals being like, oh, you're here visiting family from, like, Fiji wow. to Kenya to Guatemala. Like, all these different places. So... Um, yeah, it is a bit of a, an odd um, mix that I've come out. Like, I'm a bit of an anomaly, but um, I'm half Portuguese, actually. So I'm half Portuguese, half English. My mum is, um, my mum was born and raised in Angola, in, um, in Africa, but uh, she's Portuguese, Portuguese colony. 
So she's white. And my dad is also white. And I happen to look um, quite mixed race. So it's just wow. a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're white. You're white, white. Kind of. Trust me, identity issues 101 over here. Okay. I'm telling you, it's. Oh it's my mad. gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. But I get asked that question a lot. Um, but do you know what? I'm grateful for the way I look because um, people, a lot of people who presume that I am a mixed race, black, white, mixed race, um, uh, mean, it, it means that I get accepted into black communities, which is lit. You've got the best of both worlds. You're nice. I do, honestly. And I have the best relationships with everyone because no one can guess where I'm from. So it's just like, no, no sort of that's, slots just, in that's because you're... That's just because you're a nice person. It ain't got nothing to do with that. It's just I because Nushi's nice. It helps a little bit. It helps a little bit. <laughs> no, I hear um, that. So, racially ambiguous, yeah. <laughs> is it influencer? Like, what, like, what is your influencer? Well, you influence people anyway. But what is an influencer? Like, how, like well, what is it? I'd like to help you out there, Freddie, but I'm actually not an influencer. Oh, you're not? I would, I see, would know. see, I have an Instagram no, but, platform that, 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 off the back of having a lot of followers, influences people. But I'm a TV presenter. You knew this because we worked together when I was a production manager and I was hustling my, hustling my heart out. I, I, I'm getting... Because mm? I remember when we first met, right, you was on the set of my film, The Diary, and you was working as a production assistant. Am I right? And then I remember when you said to me, now nah, I'm going to leave because you want to do TV presenting and you want to do your own thing. And I ain't going to lie, I was mad proud of you because I see you go from... You made that conscious decision to be like, I'm not doing this no more. I want to do that. And I saw no. you go from doing that to where you are now. And it's, it's crazy um, inspiring, not only for me, but for loads of other people, man. Because I, I remember when you, we spoke about it and I, and I asked you to come back because you were so efficient on my film set. I was like, Nush, I need you to come and work on this next film with me. And you're like, I'm not doing it. And I'm like, but please, and you're like, I'm not doing it. And I'm like, but please. Chasing my dreams. Like, no, yeah, I'm chasing my dreams. And I'm going to do, and, and I've watched you get to where you are and it's, it's beautiful man it's really inspiring man so well done for sticking to your guns and pursuing something and seeing it through man that's inspiring man thank how you, you. yeah how do you find the journey yeah i mean can i swear yeah you can swear fuck 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 swear man it was fucking hard freddie okay <laughs> it was fucking hard right so um what i don't i don't think i probably didn't get around to telling you this but i actually only went into production to try and build contacts to become a TV presenter. So I already knew by the time I was working for Antoine, um, my, uh, the producer uh, of the company I was working for, I knew going in doing that, that I'm only doing this to build contacts in order to become a TV presenter. Because the problem is with being a TV presenter, um, I'm sure if anyone out there is listening and, and have sort of researched it or take, has found an interest in it, is that there's not one route into TV presenting, you know? So there's not like, there's not a university course. There's no guidelines saying if you do this, this, and this, then you'll do, then you'll get to there. It's kind of luck. It's luck and hard bloody work. And I spoke to um, a producer um, at MTV when I went to one of these career fairs. When I was working, I worked in an office before I worked in production and PR. And she was like, "Well, I started in production and I was a runner and I learned everything um, to do about that, and that helped me get into presenting." So I was like, "Okay, cool. That's a route for me." So I started mm -hmm. in, in the production and worked, worked my way up, built some contacts. And after a year of doing that, I was like, do you know what? As much as I've learned, this is amazing. It's a full-time bloody job, mate. Production is hard work. You know what it's like mm. being a producer. Yeah, it's crazy. 
24 seven, seven days a week. And it wasn't allowing me to get in any presenting experience. So I just said, fuck it, I'm quitting. Um, and uh, became freelance. And that was about three years ago. But you went pretty production um, um, assistant to this this pretty presenter, like killing it, man. You, I mean, you interviewed some serious people, man. I know you've done a Fifty Cent, Michael B. Jordan, Dwayne Johnson. Like, wow, like man, that's, that's that's crazy, man. Out of all the people you've interviewed, who's got to be favorite? Like, who was who was the best one, and why? Who was the best one? That's a hard question because they all kind of bring a lot of different elements. But I think as a whole experience in one, and because I don't think there's anyone up there, so I was thinking like. You know, if I could interview anyone else, like, who's big time, who would it be? And I'm like, it doesn't get much bigger than The Rock, man. Like, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, like, come on. So, for me, and that whole experience, I got flown out to LA, you know, went to Universal Studios, you know, in, in this massive set. I walk on, like, you know, I've only been presenting and interviewing for, like, you know, a year or two. And there's this, this, this huge guy who's a sweetheart. And I'm like, I'm kind of scared shitless but then excited off my tits and I did this interview with him and it's it's magic man I'm just yeah I was like right I really this is this is where I'm meant to be you've arrived you've arrived, the arrived. Ones that you've arrived. hello I'm here <laughs> and who would you say has been your I won't call you the worst because like you said you get something from everybody but what's been your most challenging then like which one um Tell you what, Michael B. Jordan was challenging. Was he hard? He was hard work. Uh, apparently, he had been on a night out before the night the oh, night before. So he was um, lean. He was lean. So he was <laughs> he was a little tired, and uh, he he just wasn't engaging with my questions, you know. And 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 uh, you know, I almost pretty much got like no comments from him. And oh wow! And it was so, it was tough, yeah. And if you could interview anyone then, um, like now, like if you had the, the scope to, do you know what I mean, to interview anybody right now, who would be your dream? Like who would be the person, dead or alive, that you'd like to interview? Who would you like to interview? It's so interesting because like, if you'd asked me this question a year ago, it would have been a completely different answer. But now, um, with the path that I'm on currently, I'd have to say Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, wow. And I would ask her how she has managed to create a work-life balance and how she has managed to create, well, what looks like a very stable and loving family as well as a career, which I think for mm. me is my mission now in life is to prove that women can have it all and that you can have a family and still accomplish your, achieve your dreams. That's an amazing, that's an amazing viewpoint and an amazing question, which brings me right back to pregnancy. Boom, boom, boom. Prego. So you're pregnant. You're pregnant. I, no. You didn't expect that, did you? You did not nah, expect that one. No. Nah. When I saw that, I was like, no, she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, okay. So, so let me, I'm hoping, well, I, I know I'm right. So this is the guy that I met at Black Magic, right? Yes. Yes. Did I introduce him to Freddie? Yeah, I met him. Because I was looking at him sideways like, listen, you better look after Nush, you know, don't play about. Because I, I, I met him actually received my child around that night, so yeah, oh, wow. timing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that yeah. night there, I remember looking at the guy saying, "Oh, he, he seemed like a nice. He was very polite, very presentable, nice guy." I'm looking at him sideways, saying that like, "Nush is my baby. She's cool, you know. Mm -hmm. Make sure you don't fuck about it." He seems alright. Yeah, yeah he, exactly. He's, bless him. So he's, how you? He's, he's very like he's 
he's my little secret really I don't really publicize my relationship much because I'm just enjoying it keeping it very low-key so uh, we refer mm. to him as Mr M um but he yeah he doesn't Mr. really like M. yeah um we, he doesn't really like the whole industry and uh it's quite new to the industry that I work in as well so he kind of keeps a low profile. How are you finding pregnancy then? Like, obviously, it's your first child. Like, how are you finding, like, quarantine pregnancy? By this time, most um, expecting mothers are out shopping, looking for things and looking at and all that kind of stuff. How are you finding not being able to to do that? Or are you doing it online? Are you online killing it with them? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, It's like, uh, if I'm completely honest, it's non-existent right now. Um, But, you know, I'm 26 years old and this uh, was an unexpected life change for me. So it's been a rough roller coaster. um, Mm. And I don't think it's quite sunken in yet. The fact that I'm going to have this, like, just kind of there. Um, And I don't know if that's ever going to sink in until it actually comes, not sure. But, um, you know, I'm actually very unprepared. I haven't got anything ready. This poor child has got no clothes, no (laughs) nothing. Um, But I'm London a month before um, it's due and I'm hoping just to cram, cram, cram. And uh, just, and you know what it is? Newborns don't actually need that much stuff. Like, but society makes you think you need bare stuff, but you don't. They just need you to you mind, or they just need, and the rest the rest is yeah you can you can ad lib you know i mean improvise on the way man so what do you want a boy or a girl you want a girl right because women normally want girls and yeah they do and and do you know what? i thought i would but the thought of having a mini mr m is just so cute I'm just like I want that and and do you know what it is as well I always wanted an older brother because I thought that that would be nice to have that kind of like someone you know looking out for me and all that so I actually thought a little boy would be lovely first um, first didn't it and then and first, a yeah 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 nice dynamic going on there but you know either way I'm blessed to, to, to have whatever and to be able to also get pregnant so easily because you know being on this journey I've come across a lot of women who have you know had multiple miscarriages or IVF mm. or not being able to get pregnant and you know the fact that actually I managed to get pregnant so easily is kind of a blessing in disguise I think this I think this baby is slightly my miracle even though a lot of people have said what the fuck are you doing Nush like you're ruining your career but I disagree I nah, think it's gonna know, make it better listen I know you're gonna be fine man I saw, <laughs> I saw I saw the way you went from like I said I remember I was having that conversation and you was like you was determined. And when I say to you, Nush, I want you on my film set. And you turned around and said, no. First of all, I was pissed. And I thought yeah. to myself, you know what? No, no, I was pissed. I was pissed. I was pissed. And I thought to myself, nah, you know what? I love the fact that she knows what she wants. You did ask me a lot. You, you yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I love the fact that she knows what she wants and she's going through it. So the fact that you've decided to have this baby and obviously uh, move forward, I know that moving forward and continuing with your dream is not going to be a problem for you because your mind is set and you've proven that when you want something you go for it and you achieve it man so you're not Thank going to have you. no problems at all man I hope I mean, so. have you got any parenting tips for me Freddie? um do you know what yeah like do you know what try and first is um um love 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 shower your kids with love man like if you should love at some point they will always reciprocate. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, with my kids now, I try and shower them with love and make sure that they know that they were loved. Because I was fostered as a youth and I went through both and I know what it feels like to feel unloved Mm -hmm. and to feel loved. So shower your kids with love. But most importantly, I'd say, babe, enjoy the journey. Enjoy it. Enjoy every moment of it. Even when the baby's vomiting on you and shitting (laughs) up the clothes and, you know what I mean? It goes quick though, isn't it? It goes quickly, man. You have to embrace it and enjoy it, man. Too many people 
want their kid to grow up fast. And so you forget, they forget. You know, all the, enjoy all the little things, the Santa Claus, the tooth, fa- tooth fairy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Reading with your kids, man. We want our kids to grow up way too fast and yeah. there's nothing for them to grow up for. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I would say 100%. enjoy. So names, you got your names in, in mind, like not, not quarantine or quarantine. Or no. Yeah, <laughs> isolation. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got a couple. Um, obviously not knowing the gender is tricky, but we decided to choose, like have two names ready for each sex um, because I've had friends that have been like, set on a name and then the baby mm. comes out and it looks nothing like that name. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, it's, it's hard to name a child that you know well not name a child but name anyone that you haven't met so mm. quite flexible um got a couple of nice names mr m is senegalese he's west african so it'd be something um to honor his heritage and something that has a beautiful meaning because like i said i do feel like this is my miracle baby so i've got a couple couple mm. things in mind but it's a surprise y'all so i can't tell you nothing. Uh, you can't tell us you have to kill us if you tell us one of those ones yeah oh yeah Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so you were saying earlier on right um actually this called what's been your proudest moment man what's been the one that you're really you know you can be something that you've achieved or that's made you feel like tingly inside and don't say you're getting pregnant <laughs> um, yeah no not that definitely that that that, that wasn't hard um what, that's a good question do you know what it was actually it okay it wasn't getting pregnant but when I got pregnant, I had the realization of taking a step back and looking back at what I'd achieved in, in my oh. sort of five years since I had, since I'd been presenting and that in itself, kind of having that moment of like clarity of like, right, okay, you feel like this is going to ruin your shit, but look at what you've done. Look at where you've come. Look at from, from working in the office to then working for Antoine and the production and the slave work that I did to extra work to just everything under the sun. I really did this image stock shoot. Yeah. This modeling shoot just to make money um, wherever I could. And my, my, my image is bloody well turning up on Tinder now. It's on Tinder, mate. They put, they put Sarah 24 with my face on it. Like I have done every job under the sun to get to where I wanted to be. So I think um, that that's, that's, that's pr- uh, that makes me proud that um, I did what I had to what I want. I know you've done some, I know you was with um, the Wall of Comedy for a minute, right? You, you had mm. your own show and stuff. Yeah, what, right. how was that? How was that? Like, yeah. Joe Man's my boy, man. I like Joe Man. I, actually, yeah, Joe Man's my boy. I ain't seen him for a minute, man. Yeah. Cool, cool guy. How was the whole Wall of Comedy experience? Yeah, they're beautiful people. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm still, I'm still a big part of them. You know, when the when when shows come out, I'll definitely try and be involved if they want um, um, a mum. <laughs> but yeah, man, they are, they're just beautiful people. They're just so inspirational. Honestly, they are the two. Percy and Javan are the two guys that believed in me more than I believed in myself. So they are the ones that pushed me forward. When I first started out, they took a chance on me and I would not be here today without them. So it was an amazing experience. I've met some incredible people, but I kind of also felt like I, uh, last year when things started to sort of slow down organically for me a bit career-wise, I realized that I wasn't really in the right space anymore. Like as much as I like entertaining young people, um, there's a different audience that I want to reach out to and who I connect with and I, who I really relate to. And ultimately that's women. So 
this as well, getting pregnant and starting this journey to motherhood is allowing me now to step into those audiences and start to create content for them um, because that's where my passions lie. Like I'll always love mm -hmm. the teens. I'll love entertaining you lot and chili challenges and all that YouTube stuff. But ultimately my heart lies with the women. So have you had any mad cravings? Like, I'm back on this pregnancy thing now. Like, have you had any like cra craving toothpaste or sawdust or well, like, my, any mad a sister-in-law said that she craved um she craved dust when when she was pregnant and apparently that's something to do with like having an iron deficiency or some shit but no nothing weird like that for me it's just been baby bills baby bills at cheese as in like the round plastic balls of cheese oh wow so freaking random i know and but luckily they're french so in france i can get the baby bills mm -mm. Mm -hmm. and, and has there been any has there been anything that's that you, that's put you off like anything that you don't want to you don't necessarily want to eat or anything you're sick healthy of eating. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> nothing that you're supposed Honestly. to um oh. i mean uh do you know i used to love um i've always, always been big on fruit and veg and salad but since i got pregnant i just don't really want any of that stuff and also you get heartburn so like kind of raw veg and citrusy stuff doesn't really run um and then i used to like sun-dried tomatoes and then i tried one like a few weeks ago and i didn't even want to vom so that's kind of weird I, it's just what the baby wants i guess don't blame me it's just the baby blame, i call it prawny blame it's the, fault. Blame, oh prawny blame the bump you know what earlier you, you you said something really i mean it was in passing in conversation you mentioned men, mental health mm. and you said stuff about mental health which which i don't know much about because you don't you don't exhibit any forms of like obvious forms of mental health so is that something that you've you've struggled with or something you've gone through yeah um, i mean or is um, it just I, I'm, I, do you know what I'm, I'm a relative I'd like to say I'm a, I've always been a relatively stable person <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and uh, very positive and I've never struggled um, thank God with any form of serious mental health issue um, until I got pregnant <laughs> okay <laughs> it was mad like I like I said I've always been positive I'm a happy person I managed to sort of turn bad into good quite easily but when I got pregnant and my first trimester, the hormones broke. You have no control over that. And that completely flipped my world upside down. I'd never felt like that before. Um, and I experienced a, um, prenatal depression for a good three or four months, oh, which was really tough considering I'd never felt that way before. And especially when you feel like you've been given this gift, this beautiful thing, um, and then you just feel so shit. You feel numb you feel like you can't get out of bed um and and the worst thing was that when i went online to try and find because also i'm the first out of my friends you know i'm still quite young to have a child so no there was no one i could reach out to who understood what i was going through when i went online it was all these americans and these australians being like oh my god i love being pregnant look at my glow <laughs> like it's just beautiful um and i'm like yo i don't feel like that so where am i normal like what's going on so i decided to start a youtube channel um, called I'm Pregnant, What Now? And just documenting um, bi-weekly how I was feeling. And that's good, bad, and ugly. Very ugly. You got me crying in all sorts, which is quite unlike me to put out <laughs> to the world. But I think, like you said, it's a, mental health is an important thing to talk about. And I just, I've had, you know, it's mission accomplished because I wasn't trying to go viral or, or start this huge, crazy platform. It was more just to engage with um, normal women who can relate to these issues and it's done that because 
I've had so many women just giving me nice messages saying that I'm six weeks pregnant, no one knows yet, and I'm really, really like struggling. Thank you for your video. So, yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's been an interesting journey, um, but I'm I'm glad that I've done it because it seems to be helping. No, definitely, man. That's a beautiful thing, man. And I feel like even for even for me to listen to you talking about it because I remember when. Um, uh, my son was being born and um, my missus at the time she, she she was going through I guess I think it was more post postnatal stuff and as men we don't understand Mm-mm. do you know what I mean we, we don't understand what it feels like the emotions the hormones and we just look we're looking at you like what's what's wrong with you man sure, <laughs> you, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you all are like why are you being melodramatic it's not that bad yeah, like, what's wrong deep, and, I'm telling you my my partner was like I just don't understand like what's wrong like why what are you thinking about that's making you sad and I was like you just don't get it it's nothing <laughs> nothing is wrong I'm just sad so yeah it's it's really hard for men to understand and I think um, if you know if there are any men out there that are are going through pregnancy with their with their misses, the best thing to do is just to shut up and make her food. <laughs> Basically, that's all you shut can do. And, shut up and make her food, you know. Yeah, don't so, tell her to cheer up. Just no, yeah, let yeah, her just, wallow and make her food, and it's lit. Let her be, basically. Mm-hmm. It will pass. Just so, know that it will pass. So you know, like, you know, like generally speaking, like on a day to day, like. If you was, I mean, you're still young, but if you could go back 10 years and you tapped yourself on the shoulder and was like, hi, Nush, my name's Nush. When you get older, what advice would you give a younger version of you? Okay, well, first of all, I would talk about curly hair products, okay? Because (laughs) believe me, I was a ball of frizz walking around 10 years ago and um, it wasn't pretty. And I felt really insecure and not confident in myself. So um, I would give myself tips. Um, And uh, then (laughs) after that, um, I would continue to just really try and push it on myself how important it is to 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 believe in yourself and be confident confident because I get a lot of people asking me like what's the key or to to becoming a tv presenter or what do I have to do and there's not like I said there's not one route but what you can do is believe in your own shit to the point where you like your own Instagram photos because if you don't like your own shit how can you expect other people to okay exactly exactly you need to support yourself to the end. And like I said, I had Javan and Percy to really like push that on me. Otherwise I wouldn't have had that self-confidence and belief, but I wish I had had that from the beginning. And I think I probably would have just, everything would have been a lot easier if I had just believed in myself a little bit more and, uh, and had some confidence and just know that you're lit and no one can say shit. But I guess it's all part of the journey. Isn't it? It's all part of growth and, and the journey you're on. So yeah, maybe sure. if you if you'd found that out earlier, you might you might be a different person now. So we must always appreciate the journey we've been on, even if it seemed hard or unfair at the beginning. It's made us who we are, and it's definitely made you into this strong, mm. determined, positive person. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's I water, guess, water, I guess you need to know your yeah. worth from the beginning as well. You know, like, self worth. Self worth is important. Self worth. Believe in your shit and and. Yeah, I just, I needed to have a little bit more self-worth growing up. So, all right, so this is another thing that I do on my show. No, forget that one. You have the opportunity, right? Because I'm trying to make things slightly different. You have an opportunity to ask me any question you want, yeah? Because a lot of people are like, right, Freddie, they're finding out, so even better. So you got the opportunity to ask me any question you like. 
what we what, that's a really good what is your to me wow okay i'm trying to remember my 30s <laughs> <laughs> what i thought you were 35 freddie <laughs> Um, do you know what I would say? Well, see, so you're 26. Did you say now? Yeah, going on 27 this year. Okay, okay. So, but when you go into your 30s, your child will be three or four. Mm-hmm. So, I would say advice going into your 30s would be making sure that you have a good work home. Freddie. Oh, I think he's frozen. Freddy, don't go. Don't go. Let me mute him and <laughs> don't leave. Right, let me mute him and bring back. Wi-Fi ain't the only thing's given us problems in this quarantine period. Many of us are struggling with our beards. If that's you, look no further. Head to our sponsors at Beard Culture London, the online hub for the urban kings that take pride in their beards and hair appearance. Let's see if we can find Freddy. So you're 26, going to be 27, which means by the time you reach your 30, your child is going to be maybe three, three and a bit. So mm-hmm. my advice to you would be make sure you have a good working family balance. How because, do I do that? <laughs> well, so this is the issue now because you are very determined, you're very creative and you love your craft. And you just have to make sure that the balance is right between spending time with your family and your child um, as, as, as well as working. It's, it is really hard because both of them are very demanding. Mm. And, I mean, as a producer, you, like, you, you're you so busy. So like, is there like a cutoff point where you're like, okay, I need to dedicate this amount of time to my family and this amount of time to work? Or- um, do you know what I try to do? So what I do, I do of late now is I... In the, in the weekdays so from even when I'm not at work I'm at work if that makes sense so for example on a Monday to Friday I look off my phone seven o'clock whatever it is it goes off and from seven onwards it's family time I don't care if you can't get hold of me before seven then get me the next day <laughs> do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying so mm-hmm. I do things like that um weekends I try and make sure now that when we're sitting around the table and eating I don't go on my phone because you're so tempted to go on your phone and mm-hmm. do you know what I mean and make calls so I try I'm trying to be more disciplined when it comes to things like that um but yeah but then sometimes as you would know productions call for long hours of work so where you might mm-hmm. have in your head you know what this Saturday I'm not going to do nothing you're forced to have to work so yeah. It, it's yeah it really is hard to find a balance but I think as long as you have in your forefront that your family and your child are just as important as your as your job You'll you'll be fine. Amen to that. Can I ask you one more question? Can I ask you one more? You're cheating now, but go on. Okay, thanks. Um, What is your surname and why do you have to call you different things? (laughs) Bro, I've wanted this. All right, so I don't have to. So my actual real surname is Nawaka, Freddie Nawaka, right? That's my real name. Birth certificate, everything is Nawaka. The -hmm. Kruger came from when I was involved in gangs and stuff. I used to walk around with knives and all that kind of stuff. It does and sound cool obviously, yeah, well, it, it worked, it worked. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I used to walk around with machetes and knives and all that Whoa. kind of stuff. I was involved in gangs and stuff. So the Kruger came from that. And then obviously I started rapping and the name stuck. And then as I've gotten older, I've tried to get rid of the Kruger, but it just, 
won't go. Babe, babe, let me tell you what happened to me. I done Batman, yeah? I was on a set of Batman. Um, I played um, one of Bane's mercenaries. I saw you in Batman. Batman. I saw you in Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that was hard. So I played his mercenary, yeah? So after that was done, I um, he filled out the forms and stuff. And I sent off. I'm waiting for my check to come. So I'm waiting for like four to five months for my check to come. Do you know Freddy Krueger? I was oh, pissed. They sent me a check, oh. Freddy Krueger. I couldn't cash it, obviously. I had to send it back and then wait for a new check to be reissued. Because on my um, um, spotlight, it says Freddy Krueger Nawaka. And on all the riders and on all the, um, the, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, scripts yeah. and everything, it was Freddy Krueger, innit? So they just automatically thought, I was so pissed, man. I was so, so pissed. But yeah, some old school production pretty- using checks, can I just say? <laughs> I thought Batman would have it. No, all good. All right, so to end, I got we got a few games. We got a few games. Um, quick fire, quick fire round, yeah. So this is the first fire. So Denzel Washington or Tom. Okay, on a guy, chest or or, or woman, tits, chest or bum. On a guy. Well, yeah. Well, in your case, yeah, but I'm just saying, generally speaking, yeah, okay. chest or bum. Bum. Have a nice bum you you don't sound sure, like it's like what a nice it. chest, flat. But as long as, as, long as if you've you got have a saggy ass, ass, then that's dead, even as a man. <laughs> like, you need to be like, I don't care. Like, I'm not that bothered about chest, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> phone, f- phone call, bath, or shower. Okay, Michael Jackson or Prince. MJ. Save money or spend money? Save money. Um, and horror movies or comedy movies? Comedies, man. Yeah. Come on. All day, all day. Well, I like horrors, though. I ain't gonna lie. All right, so um, we've got one more game to play. Now, this game's called Freddy's Freaky Fridays, right? So, Ooh. I've got... Yeah, it sounds, it sounds cool, doesn't it? <laughs> Let me say it again. Freddy's Freaky Fridays. We've got, <laughs> we've got six categories, right? Mm-hmm. And each category has got 10, 10 different options in it. So to pick uh, six numbers mm-hmm. between one and 10, mm-hmm. and you can repeat the same number, it's fine. And I'm going to tell you what you would have been doing this Friday had you not been in France on lockdown and with who. That's jokes. So okay. give me six numbers. Okay. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. All right, one, two, three, four. Keep it simple, man. Six, very simple. All right, so this is what you would have been doing had you not been on quarantine. You would have been, uh, it's not too bad, actually. You would have been having dinner Mm -hmm. with Richard Blackwood. Nice. On the the street somewhere, listening to opera. Then, for some reason, he would have made you cry. And then you would have broadcasted the whole thing worldwide. I love that. That sounds like it would go viral. That's lit. Do you know what? You got the most reasonableest one. Everyone else had fucked up shit, but yours really? was the most sensible, humane. Like, oh, mate, I would rather be doing that a hundred times over than what am I going to do this Friday? Awake, oh, nothing. Listen, yeah. you could have picked. You could you, if you'd pick some other. You, if you'd pick some other numbers, your shit could have been fucked. But you picked. You picked some decent <laughs> numbers with some decent people. So that's your your Friday was all right. Oh man, I wish I knew what he made me cry over. Oh, oh see, that's for the next conversation. I'm gonna ask him anyway. I'm gonna ask him what you've done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do that. Mate, <laughs> it's been great talking to you, man. Do you know what? I want to say that, um, 
inspire me. Like I only get people on this on this show that inspire me at this level. And like I said, when I asked you to come and do my film, you turned me down. I, I never would have thought that would happen, by the way, from turning you down to then being being inspiring. Like I just no, didn't it's it's, it's, <laughs> I tell you why it's inspiring. It's inspiring because you followed your dream, and at, at that point, I'm I'm throwing money at you to come and work, and your dream was more important than money, and right. that is inspiring. You know how much money I turned down to like make sure that I'm like like sticking to my morals and like got integrity. Like I could, if I had accepted the bloody toothpaste campaigns, I'd be a millionaire by now, mate. Ah, fucking. Well, see what I'm saying? But but, but that's what's inspiring people. A hundred percent. Once you once you have a dream, and that's what I'm saying. This for me, I find that very inspiring, and that's why when I said to to Luke, to producer, that I need to get Nusha on the show because she's she's inspiring not only to me, but there's a lot of people out there that obviously I've been following your journey, following your your story, seeing you come from the humble beginnings to where you are now, and you you inspire a lot of people, man. So thank you for being you, babe. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And like I said, I'm on a mission to prove that women can have it all. All right. Okay. So guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Room 26. Please, please, please subscribe, rate, tell your friends, dogs, cats, budgies, share. I don't care. Just tell the whole wide world. And let's make Room 26 the most listened to UK podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Room 26 underscore podcast. That's at Room 26 underscore podcast. Thank you.